0: Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona Podcast, episode number 313. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is actually a returning guest. Our wonderful friend Parker Condit is coming back for MotoBio. He is a health professional and he is actually part of a team. And we're just going to give you an update of what MotoBio has been doing the last 18 months. So this is just a refresher for you guys go back into our previous episode, MotoBio is a kind of all comprehensive uh, health benefit for you as an individual. So I want you to go back and just listen to our conversation and then come back to this one because this is an update of what they've been doing. So I hope that you guys come uh, full excited and full like open minded with everything that we always do here. Educate yourselves, let yourselves be known um, and also be a part of the conversation so that you can connect with the individuals who come on our show And we can also have a conversation and dialogue together as a group. So that being said, check us out on our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Uh, Next up, if you want to go over to Patreon to become a super fan, there's bonus material out there for you to go check out. Last but not least, if you guys want to also be a part of the conversation in the community, send us a link or a bio about yourselves. And also, if you want to be a part of the show, this is where you would send us a line at finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com That way you can be a part of our community corkboard. board but also if you want to set up something as far as an episode, we can make that happen as well. Everything under finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com So, that being said one of the things that I am going to say is that parenthood is rough or not rough, but parenthood is a journey filled with ups and downs and uh, causing you to have to change a couple of things so that being said a little update on the little guy is uh walking officially he is one he's actually 13 months officially as of last week two weeks ago sorry about that but he is fantastic and we actually just took him to his first son's game so atlas is growing blip by a bit. And as a parent, I want to give them as much attention as possible, but I also feel bad that I have been slacking a little bit with the episodes here and want to give attention to our local fans and the people who've come on the show. So that being said, I want to apologize to everyone who has been a previous guest or has been waiting to hear their episode coming out. And it's my fault. I take full responsibility, but as such as your host and as your editor, and as a lot of the everything, hat wise I take full responsibility and I will do my best to get better and we are going to push forward this is episode 313 with our good buddy Parker we will catch you on the next episode but as always kisses hugs and belly rubs. bye y'all Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special. And today we are having someone come back to us. You may remember this face. You may even just like actually like enjoy the episode that we had him on. Ladies and gentlemen, coming back to us from Motobio, please welcome Parker. Parker, welcome.
1: I appreciate you having me back on. It's, uh, it's good to be back. This is my first ever like repeat uh podcasts
0: wow so i mean it should be fun i mean you are someone that we enjoyed having in last time and it was really fun to get to know kind of what motobio was at that point point. and it was at the time still kind of fairly new and we you mm-hmm. know there's some pivoting still going on but especially i know that no one anticipated the omicron or the next phases of you know long-term You know, uh, pandemic life, and so that's kind of like what we're here to talk about. We're here to kind of go into some of the changes that you guys have done on your end, and some of the updates. And that's what we're here to do. Especially with all the other guests, I encourage them to come back and update us on their lives and what they've been doing with their progress. But yeah, I love having people come back and, and share with us what's been what's been going on. So, first off, how how have you been personally through the pandemic? And, you know, let us know if, uh, you know, how, how you've kind of kept yourself busy and
1: kept yourself uh, mentally strong through this. Yeah. I mean, I I appreciate you asking. Um, I've been fine. I think living in Arizona, we have a massive advantage over most of the rest of the country in that we're, we kind of have access to outdoor anything's year round. Yeah. Uh, We're not like stuck inside for You know, months at a time we don't really have gray weather which can be detrimental to your mental health in addition to the the isolation that was sort of forced upon us um so i i've i've really been fine out here um good you know just being able to stay active outside lots of walking lots of walking having a dog is a huge advantage Um, Wait, wait 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 what kind of dog do you have uh he's like a he's a shelter dog he's like a ridgeback uh, German Shepherdy. Right. Nice. I don't know. He's like bigger right He's like a like hundred pounds. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah. So having just like that additional, I mean, having a dog's great. Right. But having that additional energy around just yeah, throughout yeah. the past two years has been.
0: Awesome. I mean, and then they just like, there's, there's no bad time for them. Like it's like, Hey, you're home more. Okay. Let's do this. Like, it's not like, you know, Oh, you're home more. Like that's not, it's not going to be a problem from them for you to be at home more. Like if no, another person, uh, another person would be like, I'm annoyed of you and, and you need to go outside. <laughs> no, it's been the
1: best two years of his life. So <laughs> <laughs> same with my dog. She, yeah, like uh, how- she absolutely adores it. Yeah. It's like, how can you really be upset about that? Um So yeah, I've been fine. I actually, I got COVID like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, so you, like, you're recovering. The, yeah. Largely asymptomatic. Like I only realized it. Cause like My breathing was a little bit off when I was out for a long bike ride. Oh, okay. Happened to get tested that day, but like, like no symptoms really. Other than just, I I noticed my breathing was a little bit weird. So I was just, if I weren't like so obsessively weird and neurotic about like breath work and my breathing, I don't know that I would have noticed. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad that I did. Uh, Four days later, tested negative and just kind of back to life. Yeah. Back to life. And you're, you're relatively, I mean, again, I say this to someone who,
0: if you haven't heard the episode, I mean, the whole project that you're working on is health related. So you're of health. Uh, uh, let's just get into it. Motobio for you, your project, you are the health consultant. Like you're the physical part of Motobio. Am I correct in saying this?
1: Yeah. So like, let's just, uh, so we pivoted a lot. Like we, we we no longer have like a physical location anymore. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, like, uh, without even having context, listening to this, you can probably understand why physical business location is just not, uh, the most viable thing right now yeah not impossible but like we just found sort of a a better solution i think Mm -hmm. because we wanted to sort of become a platform that facilitated better preventative healthcare just across the board yeah that that involves a handful of things and we can i'm just going to rattle some of these off we can dig into whatever you want to sure sure um but like you've probably heard the idea of like many of the chronic diseases in this country are preventable through like lifestyle factors yes you probably heard that. So, you know, the technical term, those are known as like modifiable risk factors. So mm-hmm. these are things that you can actually change in your life that don't require necessarily like a medical intervention. It's just stuff you can do throughout your life. And if you make these particular changes, you're going to be healthier. Or the data says that from a demographic standpoint, you're going to be healthier, right? Yeah. It's generally going to push you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but it's like, so you hear, you probably hear that all the time. It's like lifestyle factors, lifestyle factors. It's like, how do you measure that? Yeah. Right so, it's like, yeah. so a, a lot of a lot of these factors maybe not directly but there are good proxies come from wearable data right sleep is obviously really important daily physical activity is really important your resting yeah. heart rate has correlations to uh all-cause mortality so like a lot of the things that are coming off of wearable devices mm-hmm. are very good pieces of data and like what like where do they live yeah for the most part they just live in your the phone the cloud yeah. And like, you're looking at it and the expectation for the average like kind of Apple watch consumer to know what to do with that information is a little bit unrealistic when, you know, there are tons of providers, right? There's a million personal trainers in this country. There's, you know, tons of dietitians and nutritionists and therapists and medical doctors as well. It's like, how do we get this information into their hands, into the hands of people who can actually like, understand it in context, in your context, interpret it and provide interventions based on what's best for you. Yeah. And this is what we got into last time with our conversation was just that ability to
0: personalize. That's kind of what was the surface conversation that we were talking about, that personalization of your own health and being able to utilize that data that you collect and now go to a resource center where you had the physical location at that time. Now we transition to more of an app now that I've, you know, just kind of talking it out and having this conversation and also doing my own research. It's now more of this combination. And which is also another part that I think the pandemic kind of helped you guys not to people have become more of that preventative and wanting to be uh, off offsite and off location. And so now Mm -hmm. it's become more, Uh, identifiable and more understandable that if you
1: wanted to do certain things like that, you could do it on your phone and on through an app. Yeah, exactly. So now instead of us being like the physical location where you come in and we have, we have all of those pieces in place, we're like, all right, why don't we step back from like the hands-on portion of it? Mm -hmm. And why don't we leverage what's already available in this country, which is all those providers that I was already talking about. And we just, We provide a platform for you as a member to be able to share your information with those providers much more easily. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever transferred doctors and had to get your medical record sent from one doctor to the next. It happens via fax. That's
0: the word. That's the right. It's the kookiest thing, too. It's like most people wouldn't know that. And then some people, too, it's like they ask for the printout and then they take it themselves. I've done that before where I'm like, just give me the printout and I'll take it over myself or I'm just and they give me the stack. Like this, they gave me like a full on vanilla envelope and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's, that's
1: crazy. (laughs) Right. And like, I understand why fax machine is preferred because it's a very, it's so secure, but it's like with the technology available, it's like, we, can we not build something HIPAA compliant? Can we not build something that is equally secure? Exactly. Um, And for the most part, it's like most medical offices are still just more comfortable with the fax machine. So like that's, that's the reality of like getting, getting your information in one place to multiple providers. So we're like, why, why? So also within the app, we've built like a, like what's an equivalent of like a decent electronic health record that you can carry with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And all you have to do, if you wanted to add me as your personal trainer, you would just, you would kind of click on the add ad member or you'd add, yeah. So you'd add me to your team and yeah, you could yeah. pick, cause we have like all these different categories. You don't need to share everything with me, whatever you're comfortable sharing with. Maybe it's just your wearable device data. Maybe you don't want to share like your sexual history with me or your medical history. So you can partition out like what you share with yeah, your different yeah. providers as well.
0: It's kind of great too, because you could kind of also see where, you know, you guys just really did that extra care with that element of like, you know, you guys really have had the opportunity. And I think a lot of people have had that opportunity to really sit down and ask, what are the things that we can truly provide to our customers that allow elev- that elevates the experience because we've had that, that pivotal time of like, okay, we have this pandemic. It's allowing us to stretch out or ele- allow us to think more outside the box. So what are the elements that make us the, the, the best that we can be as a provider so i think a lot of people that we've had conversation with business owners all types have really kind of pivoted inward and in talking about those inner conversations of like what they provide best has you have you experienced that conversation or have you experienced that level of like intent
1: with the team that you are with in uh, moto bio yeah of course that's a great question um yeah, of course. We, we probably consider this like Motobio three or 4.0, maybe 5.0 <laughs> at this point, just the amount of times we keep pivoting, but we're very confident with sort of the, the model that we have now. For sure. But yeah, you absolutely said like with the, the changes in the pandemic, the, the acceptance of remote kind of anything is yeah. significantly higher now. And the willingness to do sort of virtual visits. Um, so that was another big thing that we had to consider. It's like, so I already mentioned, uh, lifestyle factors being measurable and manageable. Mm -hmm. that's one big thing. Another part is accessibility. So I was saying before, it's like, it's easy for you to share this information and this, this health data with your providers. What if you don't have those providers? So we're like, we need to have a telehealth network as well. So this is medical doctors, this is therapists, this is counselors, um, registered dietitians and personal trainers. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's if you don't have those people available to you. And I do have to mention we're exclusively in Florida right now. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, that's um, pro t- totally fine. I just was like, "That's great that you're telling me this now, too." It's like, I really want to. I really think that it's great though, because again, we look at it as a, a chance to start small and make this grassroots bigger. Because I do think that this is the next transition into health for humans as a whole. Is that we we want this we want to be the healthiest that we want to be but to do so we have to have that level of of data and collection of overall health pivot point like points of data And to do that, you need a collection, you need a team and you need a personalized team. And that's something that I think everyone, as you get into this digital age, we start to realize, oh, wait, I could have that personalization. And it is, I think it comes from the video game world where you just kind of see your character, all these little markers that you can change about them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you have the ability to, it starts to become that level of like, Healthcare, you have to be able to provide this umbrella approach, and I, I, I'm curious from your perspective in that you're one one part of the very many spokes of the wheel. You know, as much fun it is for your spoke, how much fun is it to kind of come together in those meetings and kind of, especially with one customer or like one patient? How is it fun for you as like that team when you guys have to come together to actually do and help someone?
1: I mean, I, I can't really speak to that personally anymore because like, I'm not, so because I'm not in Florida, I'm not acting as like an acting provider at this point anymore, Okay, but like I used to do this and this is like largely where a big drive for one of these, one of the pivots came was that, you know, when I used to work with clients in their fifties and sixties. It's like there are health risks. There just are. Anytime you start working with a new client as a trainer, you're supposed to get in touch with their physician to make sure they're even cleared for exercise. Okay. So I found that when I was working with a client's physician and if they had a physical therapist, they'd worked with in the past. And if they had a dietitian, mm-hmm. and if I could get in touch with them and we could actually sort of coordinate all of our messaging yeah, and yeah. focus on be like, what's the actual priority? Cause me as a personal trainer. I would have a different priority for somebody coming in. They're like, uh, I just want to get strong. But if I talked to their doctor and they're like, they're at a massive risk for a heart attack and they need to lower their blood pressure. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Like why don't we make that the one, a priority, like lower blood pressure, by the way, we're going to get you a little bit stronger too. Yeah. We're going to work on your golf game a little bit, but like, but like without talking to their physician, how would I know that?
0: Exactly. That's, that's the kind of thing too. It's like, sometimes I forget how, not selfish, but it's like, we we forget that's like, there is, you do have health issues. Like you do have the health, like you forget. It's like, I I want to get strong. I do want to get healthier. I want to get strong, but I forget. I have these other medical issues. Like I have maybe a torn ACL or, you know, my, for me, it be my shoulders because I, 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 um, I broke my collarbone in high school when I was playing football. Like those, you know, it's like, I forget the long-term effects still are in there from that injury. So it's like, if you didn't know that, I mean, how, like, you know, all, like you said, if I'm a little bit older and I want to get stronger, but again, I need to lower my cholesterol. It's like, that's the important part there that is not getting stronger. And so I love that, that you guys are able to, as the professionals guide us, uh, and maybe, you know, again, it's maybe not the one a approach, but it's like, you know, it's like, let's, let's change it so that you still have. You're what you want, but your the important part, the health part is there. Prioritization.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like a lot of people just like a lot of people just don't know. Um, you know, like when if you want, we can start going through some of these like lifestyle factors and sort of like these six primary like health foundational pillars that we think about, like things that you can change. A lot of people just don't know how important some of these things are. Steps being like one of them. Like I think I think the superpower that everyone can do is walk at least eight thousand steps a day
0: that's a good that's a good way to think about it too because i have had the goal of like i think I, on my apple watch it's somewhere around like three to four thousand so eight thousand, thousand's doubling that that's something that i think well i just go running every day but it's just like that's something that i do just for myself it's that's my health part or like what i like to do i think though it's like yeah that's those things that we forget about those simple tasks that we can definitely hit or want those goals to make us healthier
1: yeah and it's like you you probably see a lot of stuff especially on instagram and tiktok there's all these like it's so hard for people in the health space to differentiate themselves so they need to talk about more and more fringe things which even if they're completely correct it's understanding the priority and the order of operations that are necessary. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not, if you're sedentary, but you're doing a particular cleanse or you're very good about your nutrient timing throughout the day, it's like, you're focusing on the wrong stuff. (laughs) It's like, let's knock out these big rocks first. Like why don't you eat whole foods, right? Focus on eating whole foods 80% of the time. Yeah. What about the macronutrient composition? I don't care. Like eat whole foods, like work on that first. Yeah. You're sleeping seven hours a night. Um, Yeah. That's the, it's like the the foundational things. mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we'll get to this,
0: the, the fun, like little thing. But it's like, take a step back, baby steps.
1: Babies. Yeah, I, I often use car analogy. So like, if you're trying to make your car, if you're trying to optimize your car to go as fast as possible, mm-hmm. you think about aerodynamics. So maybe a, uh, maybe a kit, maybe you lower it. Maybe you get a spoiler, you put an exhaust on it. things yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, why don't you make sure the emergency brakes not on first? <laughs> Like that, that's like, that's what the foundational stuff is. That is very true. <laughs> that, making not, sure your wheels yeah. are pointed forward. Make sure the front wheels aren't pointed out like this. Um, yeah, like The most basic stuff, right? It's like, let's, uh, you know, not a neutral. It's not a neutral. It's in, mm-hmm. it's right, right gear. <laughs> yeah exactly so very quickly just rattling off uh sort of like those six foundational things and yeah you want to dig into any of these i'm happy to the first three most people probably think about all the time nutrition sleep exercise right okay you always hear about that stuff Mm -hmm. uh next one daily physical activity that's basically walking i try to separate that from exercise because i think they are different okay another one stress management yeah stress tolerance however you want to consider that and then the last one is maintaining healthy relationships Hmm. okay in every one of those categories there are things that you can directly and indirectly control and i feel like if it doesn't necessarily fall into any of those categories um it might be a lower priority item got it like those are the main things where i'm like having direct control over something is so vitally important like people worry about genetics all the time i'm like what are you going to do like go back and yeah. To prevent yourself, like Kim,
0: you have a time, no time machine. The, right. I mean, Parker, you are explaining a lot of cool things to me. And I'm just, I'm, just, I'm so ecstatic that there's some place that people can go to relatively in Florida right now, but I hope to, it'll go nationwide soon enough. Uh, you know, I want, is there, is there any way that you can kind of like, is there Goals for the future. I know there might be to to slowly start spreading. Is it is it by per state or is it per whatever uh, health group that you can get into? Like, what is what is Motobio's next step, and what's helping? What's going to be the thing that helps them get into that next door or next state?
1: Yeah, sure. So there's there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to this because I've already mentioned like we do a telehealth piece. Mm-hmm. So telehealth for um, registered dietitians, therapists, and medical doctors. Yeah, they're all, they're all state licensed. Yeah. So anyone who's providing telehealth services to our members in Florida, they need to be licensed in Florida. So it's yeah. kind of a licensing issue, right? Got it. Got it. Um, and then when we started out, we're like, all right, we we can. We were thinking about starting in like florida california texas and new york just like large demographic states but we wanted our medical directors in florida he's based okay. in orlando yeah we wanted to start there and that's also where i've been focusing on building out our additional like our non-medical provider network as well yeah um we were like can we do it in those other states mm-hmm. yeah are we going to be like stretched pretty thin as far as quality is possibly concerned yeah so we're like let's start in florida we know we have medical doctors like we have our medical director and his, yeah, sort yeah. of his group we know we have doctors that we trust and we have like a lot of influence over them because we were like in direct contact we're not just reaching out to random doctors and being like hey you want to maybe use this thing yeah so we have we have a network it's like tight it's small that we really trust and we're like let's do this really well let's figure out what works, what needs to be tweaked, where we need to pivot again, as we will, (laughs) obviously. Um, But we're like, let's do it in Florida. Let's do it really well. Let's build up a base there. And let's figure out like what needs to be done to scale this to other states.
0: Yeah, that's really great that you guys, again, I always am appreciative when these things are taken in small steps and small doses, just because, again, you like you said, the quality is still there and there's still a level of personalization and things that you guys are wanting to pivot and change up in the meantime. There's always that level of like, okay, we're going to there's it's it is not going to stay the same way that it is today. It is going to evolve and change and keep growing. So thank you guys for at least understanding that level of care and personalization, especially in the healthcare market and world. I know it, you know, just from my wife's background and what she's been through. I just, again, I'm like the level of care that some people really put into their products and it just really means a lot because the people are important the customers are important in the in the the ones that use your products thank you again again we're reaching the end towards here i just want to say like there's a lot of things that i am very excited for if when it does come to arizona i will gladly be a part and uh try it out and be a guinea pig and want to be a participant in this, because again, I'm the person who, like we talked off air, I love doing preventatives, like, you know, this stuff Mm -hmm. to to maintain and also to digitize, you know, kind of record what, what benefits like to me, it's like a game. It's like, how, how how optimized can I get? Like, where, where is that, that prime Jose, that zero, like that one, Oh, 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 you know, that's, that's what I'm shooting for sometimes. And thank you again, you've made life, you know, interesting to, to to have this conversation and this, you know, understanding that, uh, you can really do a lot if you just understand where the points are and the, the data is. So Parker, again, I appreciate you. Where can we find you online? Where can we find moto bio online? And then again, let, give us before you do all that give us a little bit of just like one last thing people need to know about motobio
1: um you know i'd i'd love for motobio to kind of become the the front runner and the pioneer in the preventative health space because i feel like out there in the world there there truly isn't in the united states at least and there is not a preventative healthcare network in the way that if you have a blue cross Health insurance plan. You have a particular network. There are providers within that network that you sort of have to go to. Yeah, we're not, we don't want to be exclusive in that way, but there's not a where anywhere you can go and be like, where can I just find all the providers I would need for my overall health? Yeah, it's just because we keep living in this world of of specialization and silos and non communication between providers, where it's like we're acting as if a dietitian is working on a totally different specimen than a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's still a human body. Yep, and yep. most of the things that you're doing in one of these silos is affecting the other ones too. Yeah. It just seems insane that there's not, not a network that's like bringing all of this together. Exactly. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And I really do appreciate that uh,
0: email or anything um, for social media wise, you want to go ahead
1: and put out there. Uh, sure. So my personal, uh, Instagram is Parker period condit, uh, moto bios. Instagram is moto.bio. And then we're moto.bio.com for our website. Awesome. There's additional contact information on there. Awesome. Any of those, you should be able to get in touch with me if you need to.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Parker. Again, you have been very gracious. And again, I always say thank you to everyone because it's, I mean, a little behind the scenes. It's Saturday. And we are just recording this and he didn't have to come on. He's you know taking time out of his Saturday. So again, shout outs to Parker, shout outs to Boto bio. Thank you all for listening. This has been very fun. We will catch you on the next episode, but before we go, catch us at www.fightingarizonapodcast.com. All of our episodes are available there. All of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Tell us who you want. in next by sending an email at podcast at gmail.com. And at the end of every episode, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our animals. Good night, y'all. See you on the next episode.